0: You'll be amazed that some are allowing others around them shout and then they just add a little wow to their shout. I didn't say you should support someone's shout. Let a shout come from you. Wait, hold on. It's a shout of joy. Are you with me? It's a shout of joy. You are in the second half of 2020. Are we together? So will you shout a shout of joy? Woo! Yee! Amen! Amen! The scripture says, make a joyful noise. Unto the Lord. Hallelujah. It means he receives that, that noise. Amen. So, you know, we say it this way. There are some, he told, sing a new song unto the Lord. Some people cannot sing. So, he said, okay, if you can not sing, make a joyful noise. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, this second half will keep making that joyful noise. And nothing will silence that noise that is coming from you. It's a sign of life glory to God. Well, I'm excited to be here today. Amen. And I'm excited that we can see physically. Amen. Is that not? Yeah. Because the way it has been going, I think if we allow things go the way the supposed policymakers are going, He will soon start telling us to raise virtual families. (laughs) Because they will say you should do virtual marriage. And have virtual children. Amen. There are some things that you cannot do virtually. Are we together? I will say this. That technology is man's attempt to catch up with the spirit realm. So anything you see being done in technology already exists in the spirit realm. Before Wi-Fi was made known, God had Wi-Fi. Amen. Glory to God. That's why you say, "Mm, I've received something from God. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's Wi-Fi. Amen. Glory to God. And the truth is this. If God even in the spirit realm did not adopt virtual fellowship it means that there's something more than whatever virtual technology can offer am i communicating all right so um i know some of you at hours like this there are many things going on on social media you read different things social media today is not necessarily a place for informed people to speak. Idiots are there. Professors are there. bunkums are there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you have to see what you read and what you hear. So someone wakes up and says, Oh, church is not the building. Nobody said church is the building. Nobody said church is a building. Church is the gathering. Amen. Did you hear me? Uh It's the gathering of a called out people. The gathering is part of the church. Are you listening to me? Nobody said church is a building. They didn't say we shouldn't go to a building. Because we are all in buildings. Your house is not a building. Why didn't you say house is not a building? Stay outside now. But the (laughs) the point is is the gathering. Hallelujah. The gathering is the issue. And the law is not against us meeting in a building. It's against the gathering. So don't don't get it twisted. And the gathering is the spiritual part of our walk with God is the gathering. They continued steadfastly in fellowship praise the Lord. And some of you might need to understand that they are not planning to make it easier. I read it an article last night or thereabout. I can't remember which of you. It, it's California. Where they said in short, even when you gather, they shouldn't sing. That they've discovered that singing is one of the fastest way to spread the virus. But they didn't stop the people from protesting they didn't stop the people from protesting protesting is what? is the fastest way to be healed from the virus alright we'll come to church and protest amen glory to God so we are protesting amen (laughs) hallelujah are we together? you know people always come up with rules and you know that those rules they are coming from they are cooked from the same pot of hell amen I remember when we were in the university, we had a particular department, like a course that the university just started. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was French, I think. Uh, they just started department then. And so all the people in that department were ladies. They were there was no male, you know, they were all ladies in the department. So we were spiritual explorers. We always look for departments where the gospel has not been preached. Amen. And we go there to preach the gospel. So I now heard there's a new department. I said, okay, where is it? They told me. And then I decided to go there to preach. When my friend and I got there, I saw a girl that I know. She's a believer anyway. And we're about to enter the class to preach. So she came and said, the director of this units does not allow preaching here no preaching here so she said she wasn't saying it because she wanted to stop us she was saying it to help us because we'll get into trouble so please I don't know there's, he said no preaching, he has announced to us that we should not allow anybody to come to this class to preach but as she was talking to us there were boys it's, a, it's an all female class there were boys in the class You know, you know, know, you know how university guys are Someone is sitting on the the headrest. That's where the 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 decks, yeah. And then his leg is on the uh, the chair, the bench. Are you understanding me? And then the girl is in between. Are you understanding me? You know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been there before. All right. And then the girl is in between, and they are talking. And the so-called director is passing. He doesn't. He's not bothered about that. But if someone comes to class to preach, he will attack them. So I now said. So, but. I thought I said, was it because they don't want boys to come here? You know? I'm like, well, see that guy, see that guy, see that one. She said, no, 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 he's not against boys coming. He doesn't want preaching. I said, okay. And now said, but he likes razzling. But he does not want preaching. But razzling is around. We have come to razzle. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I entered the class. My friend entered the class. We sat down the way they are sitting down. I didn't stand in front of the class. I sat in the class. I said, I came to razzle you for Jesus today. I sat in the church. The director was passing, but because we were seated, he didn't know we were preaching. Amen. And we preached to all the, all the ladies in the class. Am I communicating? So the devil always look for ways to hinder the gospel, to hinder the church. But we have the wisdom of God. The Bible says that the manifold wisdom of God will be made known by the church to the principalities and powers. It will happen again in our time in the name of jesus christ hallelujah all right so i i just felt i should mention that are you happy to be here today all right before i get into god's word um i'd like to use the opportunity to announce or emphasize that we are going to be celebrating our 20th anniversary as a ministry next sunday 20 years. Hallelujah. If someone has been a lecturer for 20 years, he's a professor. Amen. (laughs) Amen. 20 years. And um, God has seen us through. So we want to celebrate with our friends, partners and some of our enemies. Amen. (laughs) We want to celebrate all of them. Amen. Alright, so um, wherever you are you're listening virtually. We'd like you to participate. I know some people might not be able to travel down, but we want you to participate. So we're going to make the celebration um, possible. It will be on live stream so that you can partake. It will be 12 noon on the 12th. That's next Sunday. We have our normal first and second service. is after the two services. We'll now have the anniversary celebrations and our ministry exhibition. Alright, so we're going to be showcasing a lot of things. And for us in the house, I just want you to know what we're using this anniversary to achieve. Alright, what's the intention? What do we want to see? And there are three things. I just coined it in three phrases. Number one, we want to use this anniversary to revisit our history. Amen. To revisit what? Our history. Where are we coming from. We didn't just show up. We've been here. Hallelujah. Okay? So, where are we coming from? And that's very, very important. The second thing we want to use it to establish is to reinforce culture. The culture of Christ. The culture of Renaissance. Amen? To reinforce culture. We are a people with a peculiar lifestyle. Amen? So, we want to be able to reinforce that culture. I said that, I think in the first service, I mentioned that you see, we come here, we rejoice. It's our culture to be joyful. Amen. Alright, sometimes when we quote the scripture, someone say, glory. Are you understanding me? It's our culture to rejoice in the word of God. It's our culture to, to win souls. To reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's part of who we are. It's in our DNA. Glory to God. Alright, so we're going to use this platform to reinforce the culture. And then thirdly, we're going to use this anniversary to recast the vision amen to recast the vision the vision of the ministry the vision of the future where we're going all right why why what, what do we see as a ministry all right and um, I want you to ensure that you participate um, in the anniversary celebration so participation doesn't just mean that you're celebrating with us it also means you make it possible for others to celebrate with us amen. Okay, So a lot of work we have to do this week and um, I'd like to encourage you, if there's a way you can be of help, please make yourself available. We need people that can help with graphics. Uh, If you're good with graphics, please after the service, just wait behind. We'll see how because we want to be able to double up work this week. you're good with graphics, you're good with um, um, video editing, you're good with um, you're into printing and publishing, you're into printing, you run a press or you print, you know, please just wait behind. We might need you. So please, this week, I'm also uh, I'm encouraging brethren if you're free between Monday and Wednesday during office hours, come around and see how you can be of help. For us to push as much work as possible glory to god we don't need anybody to come and clean or sweep the place that's not what we need we need intellectual help are you understanding me we need creative imputes okay so that's not what we need we don't need to cut grass. we don't need all of that we appreciate that that done we don't we're not painting we're not doing all of that we're talking about things um different on another level so if you feel you can help please come around we we'll really appreciate that Maybe you can't do that one down, but you can you can sign checks. Just sign the check. Amen. Check can translate to sweeping ground. It can translate to you know everything. So you can sign the check. But we want to make sure that this anniversary, uh, we just celebrate what God has done. I discovered that, you know, nobody can appreciate what you do if you yourself you don't ever appreciate it. Amen. Are we together? You know, there are times where the church, the body of Christ, sometimes we're always waiting for, the world will never celebrate the church. The world will never celebrate the church. If the church is waiting for the day the world will clap for her and say, oh, you've done well, it's never going to happen. As long as the church is doing what Jesus said to do, the world will never celebrate the church. So who will celebrate the church? The church! Glory to God! It's the church that will celebrate the church. In the same way that nobody, the world will never pray for the church. The world will never help the church rather the church has a responsibility to pray for the church and pray for the world and help the world is that not so so i want you to recognize that so we're going to celebrate ourselves and thank god for what he had done in our midst in the last 20 years there are some of you seated here you were not born when the ministry started amen yeah so where were you help me ask your neighbour. where were you 20 years ago, by this time, 20 years ago. Answer your neighbor. Now, if you're on live stream, also ask somebody, where were you 20 years ago, by this time? Not 10 years, 20. Two decades. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, it makes you know that God has done something here. Let's just celebrate Jesus again. Just put your hands together and thank the Lord. I'm going to share the word briefly. And we have we have a bit of dedication today. Yeah? Okay. I'm not seeing the... Okay. We, don't, we still have, or it has been cancelled... I used to counsel Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm thinking whether I should cancel. The instruction is the instruction. What's the instruction? No, I'm supposed to see them here, yes, so I know that. If they are not here, they are not doing baby dedication. That's what it means. Please not make me do what I will easily do. Praise the Lord. Bow your heads and pray, Joe. Father, we thank you for your word that is about to come forth. I ask, Lord, that everyone here will receive light, understanding in Jesus' name. And let me say loud, Amen. Alright, we've been looking at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Amen. In Isaiah 61, the verse says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Remember that this is King James' language so if we're speaking based on today we'll say arise and shine for your light is come not thy your light, your light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you this scripture is an instruction the prophet was speaking at the moment he was speaking he was speaking specifically to jerusalem But now, prophetically, it applies to you and me. And for us in this house, God is saying to us that this month, we shine. Hallelujah. And I try to explain what it means to shine. And that for us to shine, it means that based on what God had said to us previously, before today, it means that we should exhibit the blessing that is upon our lives. It means that we should manifest the blessing that is upon our lives. It means that we should showcase the blessing upon our lives. You know, it is important for the Christian to know that The Bible already said in Psalm 50 verse 2, it said, Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God had shined. What it means is that the reason why this earth will see the glory of God is because of the church. Amen. Because of you. Without you, what will happen? There will be gross darkness. Permit me to read that Isaiah 60. Let me read verse 2. And um, maybe, I don't know if I'll get to three, but let's just read down. After I said, Arise, shine, for the light is come, the glory will be upon you. Then he said, in Verse two, let's read together. I want to go. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Meaning that in the midst of the gross darkness, you will shine. Verse three now says, Because you are shining, something's going to happen. And the Gentiles, foreigners, people that don't know you, they are not related to you, shall come to your lights. Then he said, kings, people in high places, noblemen will come to the brightness of your rising. But you know where it begins? It begins with lights coming to you. Amen. Amen. So the instruction was Arise, shine Why is he telling him to arise? Because he has the capacity to arise And that capacity to arise Was imparted through light Everybody say lights That capacity to arise was imparted through light That's why I said arise, shine For your light has come That means that the light you are waiting for, it has come. Now understand something here. That when the scripture is talking about light, within the context of what I'm sharing with you, I'm not just talking about the light of your salvation. Some of you here, you know that you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It means you have received light. But we're talking about the light of revelation knowledge. The light that comes to you through the word of God. Remember the scripture... There are two scriptures in Psalm 119. One of them is Psalm 119, verse 105. It said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So it talks about God's word as light. Amen. Alright? So, the word, thy word, thy word, thy word, thy word. God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What's the difference between lamp to my feet and light to my path? It's talking about the effect of the word in your present and immediate situations and in your future concerns. Hallelujah. That means the word takes care of what I'm doing now And it can take care of my future Hallelujah So the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path Then the second um, verse In that Psalm 119 That talks about what God's word as light Is the one I really love It's Psalm 119 verse 130 It says the entrance The penetration Of the word Gives light And understanding to the simple Glory to God okay it means that when light comes understanding will come it means you can be around light but it has not entered amen you didn't hear me well i said you can be around light but it has not entered your heart do you know there are people that lived with jesus that ate with jesus that discussed with jesus yet they did not understand the scriptures hello hello why light had not entered their hearts they were around like jesus referred to as the great light the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world that's what jesus was called when the bible talked about jesus in matthew 4 verse 15 he said he said the, the, from the land of zebulon to, to to naphtali he said great light they that sat in darkness have seen great lights and those that stayed in the shadow of death light is sprung up so he referred to jesus as light. but now jesus was with his disciples day in day out They lived in the same place. Sometimes they slept in the same room. But yes, the Bible says that when he was talking to them, they were dull of hearing. They couldn't understand what he was talking about. Why? The light has not penetrated. If Jesus was with them and they couldn't get light, it means that you can be in church and still not get light. Amen. Are you listening to me? You can be attending church every day. And there are some of you that you are serial churchgoers serial churchgoers they say sunday as we let's go to church so uh, th- th- let's go to church I, guess, uh, let, uh, we, I didn't go to church today hey i need to go to church you go to church now i'm not against that. It's a good practice but you see the essence of going to church must, you must ensure that it's being fulfilled in your life don't go to church for religious reasons go to the church by revelation and there is a difference there's a difference there's a difference between religiously going to church and going to church because you have revelation. Now, if you are going to church religiously, it can happen that you're just following all the activities, but you have not allowed the word, the light in the church, to penetrate your heart. What is the church? The Bible calls the church the pillar and ground of truth. So that church is the place when we gather, we fellowship one with another. That role, there's a role, there's a role the church plays in my life that nothing else can play. Hallelujah. My business can't feel that role, my, my biological family can't, can't feel that role. You know, it pains my heart when I see believers talk less of the church than what the scripture said. I call those people, they are wiser than the Holy Ghost. Because they know something. They have revelation that the Holy Ghost does not have. The Holy, Permit me to announce what the Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost does not know that you can be alright as a Christian without going to church. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost does not know that you 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 can stay without reading your Bible and be okay. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost doesn't know that you can associate with unbelievers and be fine. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. Thank God you know. So, maybe you will teach the holy ghost he has revealed to us from his word so i see believers sometimes talk light of these things you know and then you know and you know have you seen believers that are trying to prove that they are happy my brother don't pretend to be happy be happy <laughs> amen Amen. There's a difference between showing someone you are happy and actually being happy. I didn't go to church, but I'm still happy. <laughs> happy <symbol like> that. <laughs> you that? Who are you fooling? It's just like an atheist telling you that <laughs> he's having the best life ever, but he doesn't believe in God. We got quarrel with him. When you finish, you will come and meet me. Is that not so? When you finish talking and talking and talking and giving all the interviews and everything, after you finish all this, things you will still die. Are you understanding what I So, there's no arguments. And most of the time, on their deathbed, deathbed, they regret. They regret. I can't remember if it was Billy Graham or someone that said, I've never seen someone that genuinely served God regret it praise God then he said I've never seen anyone that served Satan and didn't regret it at the end they regretted it am I communicating so don't be the Christian that is around lights but the light is not penetrating your heart and how is that possible If you don't interact with lies. Let me go to James chapter 1. The scripture I'm looking for is a scripture that says. um, um, Let's start from 21. Let's start from 21. If it's not 21 then it's just before it. Thank you. 21. Thank you. It says wherefore. I don't know. I, I, let's start from nineteen. Twenty-one is my focus, but let's start from nineteen. So you see the build-up. You know, um, James, the book of James. You know, when I studied, we, we were reading the book of James. I think this month. You know, and studying the book of James, you find that man, everything he was saying was connected. But if you, some of us were introduced to scriptures in parts, because when you were growing up, they taught you what they call memory verse. So they introduced to you John chapter one verse this. Some of you know John 3.16, but you don't know what 15 said. You don't know what 17 said. You don't know what verse 1 said. Amen. You don't even know what made Jesus say, what he said in John 3.16. But as you start reading the Bible for yourself, you start reading it in context. Then some verses you always knew start making sense. Alright? Now, in James 1, he said, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, Slow to wrath. That's anger. He now tells us something at verse 20, before we go to verse 21. He now says, why is he saying you should be slow to anger? That's the main point. He said, because the anger of man walketh not, some sometimes say, produces not, walketh not the righteousness of God. That means that somebody that is angry in the flesh, the righteousness of God can never come out of that kind of anger. I don't like what they're doing in the body of Christ. It can never produce the righteousness of God. Amen. The wrath of man. Do you know why he's talking about the wrath of man? Because there is a wrath of God. Amen. There is a wrath of the Spirit. There is a holy anger. So he said, The wrath of man, walketh not the righteousness of God. Is in their context. And I told you how to handle these things. Verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all feeding. That means he's calling that wrath, filthiness you <laughs> understand. That's what I'm reading in context now. He said, Lay apart all feediness and super. Is this- there's too much naughtiness inside you. That's why you're even angry. Amen. He said, And superfluity. Superfluity is abundance, overflow, too much of naughtiness. And then he told you something to do. Receive. Everybody say, Receive. Receive with meekness. All right. Why did I come here? I want to just show you how to interact with lights. Amen. There are, there are different... Um, the Word of God was symbolized by different things. Sometimes the Word of God is referred to as water. You know that, right? Amen. All right. Sometimes the Word of God is referred to as bread. Glory to God. Or food. this, Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. So the word of God, then sometimes the word of God is referred to as what? Seed. And then sometimes the word of God is referred to as light. So here, he said, receive with meekness. The engrafted word, um, um, New King James would say, implanted word, which is able to save your souls. He's telling you the attitude to interact with God's word. The attitude to interact with light. The challenge many people have is that they don't know that light requires attention. Everybody say attention. Now, anytime God's word is coming to you, you have a responsibility to give it attention. If you don't interact with the word of God, it will not penetrate your heart. So, you can be a Christian for many years, be around the word of God, but it has never penetrated your heart. Do you know why? I've prayed for many sick people for over 20 years. I've prayed for several sick people. I've seen healings, miraculous healings. But there's something I know that when people have terminal issues, all right, and especially like. HIV cases, where we've had 100% results in HIV cases, are the cases that the people allowed time to interact with God's word. We've had cases where they say, eh, that man prays for the sick. Then the person a man of God, um, um, he'll show me, <laughs> someone will come and show me results. He, he, he was holding the paper, looking whether someone is, he opened it. I'm not even seeing it. I said, what's that? He, then he closed it back. I said, we were doing a expo in class. I, I said, give me the paper. Let me see what it is. It's positive. <laughs> Give me the paper. Let me see what they wrote there. Amen. Yeah, allow me to peep inside. It's not like you go to the hospital. The doctor says, what's wrong with you? And something is wrong with your pubic or your private part. You just open it and close it. He said, oh, the doctor will remove everything. I has to check everything. He, he said, no, no, no. Just check it. <laughs> so, so, they bring someone and they say, oh, he has HIV. And then he says, okay, I just came for prayer. No, this is not just prayer. It's not just prayer. And then sometimes you tell them, come for, we have one word from God. Or we have a healing meeting. Come for the meeting. Why am I saying that? Because I know how that thing works in your body. There is darkness in you. Amen. It needs, it, the only thing that will shatter is light. So in the cases we've had great results, most of them are people that were willing to listen and say, come. Sometimes, maybe you say, hear God's word. Sit down. Forget about that you are sick. Just hear the word of God. Amen. Amen. Forget about that you are sick. Just You know, the problem with some people is that, because, and if you feel there is somewhere else, you will go and get it. Keep going. Are you understanding me? But if you come to my hospital, you will follow the process. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you feel that there is another place to go, no problem. Don't come and disturb me. Go to the place. But if you come here, hey, 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 sit. Hear God's word hear the word of God and then as they keep hearing and hearing what am I doing? I want them to interact with lights Amen Am I complicating? That's what I want and many Christians don't know that I've shared a testament of that lady you know how she came I said can you give me three meetings three meetings <laughs> we don't need anything from you I'm not telling you for three meetings because what will I do with your HIV are you answering me? But I said, I'm trying to help you. What do I need the HIV for? So I said, give me three meetings. And then first the comes for the first meeting, the word of God is taught. No prayer. Comes for another meeting, the word of God is taught. No prayer. Come from the third meeting, then even me. The Bible said, Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. I perceived that the person had faith to be healed. Amen. I said, come, and that's when hands were laid. And the moment hands were laid on her, she received. She received. And she's HIV free today. Amen. Amen. She received. <laughs> but someone say, uh, uh, uh. No, no, no. I just want, I just want, I just want, listen. Let me explain something to you. There's a difference between miracles and magic. Big difference. Some people are looking for magic. Magic is to entertain you. Ta-na-na. That's magic. The aim of miracles is to help you, not entertain you. A miracle is not out to entertain you, it's to help you. It's God's help to you. So, some of you need to ask yourself, What am I looking for? Am I looking for magic or I'm looking for a miracle? Hallelujah. All right. So, my point is, receive with meekness. The, receive with meekness is talking about the attitude with which you're interacting with light. Don't sit down here and say, uh-huh, 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 yeah, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Receive with meekness means that you are humble to learn. Amen. You are willing to change and make any adjustment that that word will bring to you. That's receiving with meekness. I'm quoting the scripture we just mentioned. James 1.21. Alright? Receive with meekness. Wherefore lay apart all feeling and superfluity need. And receive with meekness. The engrafted word. The implanted word. Which is able to save your souls. I will plead with you. In this second half. Receive with meekness. Receive with what? Meekness. And I said something in the first service. I need to establish it again. It is that interaction of, with the word of God. That's. Gives room for conception to take place. And I used an illustration. The person I used to illustrate is not here today. Alright? He's not here in the second service. So I'll use another person now. Now I explained, I said, it's not every time that couples engage sexually that there is conception. It doesn't happen like that. And if it happened like that, there'll be no space in the world. You agree with me? No, it doesn't happen like that. Ask the King Stanley. It doesn't happen like that. Amen. At different points, sometimes you see people that have been married for three months, six months, then before conception takes place. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now, the word of God is, there's a similarity. It's not every time you engage with God's word that conception takes place. But I said something, you cannot fake conception. If it has happened, it has happened. You will see the result of it. Am I communicating? You can't fake it. So, see, conception is not, mm, word, mm, deep. That's not, no, 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 that's the only way I can say it. That you are excited doesn't mean you have what conceived. When conception happens, a process has started. A child is coming. Amen. In the same way when conception happens, the process has said a miracle is about to happen. Am I communicating? The thing here is not that you heard a word and you are excited. No, no, no. You are staying with the word until conception takes place. You will have as many births as the conceptions you have. You will have as many miracles and outcomes as the conceptions you have. Not as many times as you engage with the word. Amen. Am I communicating? So, now if you want to increase how many conceptions you have, increase your engagements. Amen. With lights. I don't forget what I'm saying. Okay, so sometimes, you know, some of you are so busy. And sometimes ask, what are you busy doing? What's really important? That now service closes. What are you going to do next? What will you do before tomorrow? Can you just sit and put an hour or two just hearing God's word? Amen. If that thing, that project, that thing you want to achieve is important to you, then give attention to God's word. You know that scripture in John 15? um verse seven all right is a popular verse of scripture john chapter 15 verse 7. now i love the scripture because it says if ye abide in me now i believe that if i'm born again i'm abiding in him for in him i move in him i live in him i have my being but that says something else and my rhema that's the 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 translation there and my rhema abide in you he says he didn't say i will give you something he said you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you so i can ask that's like i can ask what i want but see the smartness of this scripture Before you ask what you want, His words are already in you. His words are His will. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It means that what God is saying is that if you allow me to influence you, anything you ask, I will give you. Because if I've influenced you, you always ask for the right things. You didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. You always ask for the right things. If my words abide in you, That's the condition. You shall ask what you will. The challenge is that some people want to ask what they will, but they've not allowed the word abide in them. The word abiding in you sometimes takes time. Amen. Are you listening to me? It takes time. It takes time. It needs attention. Repeated listening and hearing. Then, conception takes place. And from that moment, you don't have to act anything. If conception has happened, we're just waiting for time. If somebody didn't conceive, you're counting nine months. Would there be a baby after nine months? No! You're wasting your time. Okay, we say, oh, these people now, they're married, they are start counting nine months. If, if they've not engaged, there's no We are just counting nine months. Nine months will reach. Nothing is going to happen. But if conception has taken place, changes start happening. Are you understanding me? Change is Body changes start happening. It's the same way when conception is taking place. It starts altering your life. It starts affecting what you are doing. Amen. Am I communicating? That's what it does. It starts affecting what you are doing. My prayer is that this season, you will allow conception to take place. You will interact with light, amen, and that light will penetrate in the name of Jesus Christ. It's the entrance of the word that gives light. Now why am I saying this Because of Isaiah 60 verse 1. Isaiah 60 verse one says, "Arise, shine for your light is come." He's talking to the man that has received light to arise. It means you cannot arise if your light has not come. So if I announce prophetically to you, Arise! I am talking to you because I believe that light has penetrated. If light has not penetrated, you cannot arise. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. Amen. So, you have an assignment. You have a responsibility to sit with light until it comes to your heart. And then you'll be able to arise. What does it mean to arise? I said, to arise means that God is saying, change your posture. Adjust your posture from where the light met you. It met you here. Now change your posture. It met you in a seated position. Now stand up. It met you in a position of fear. Now be in faith. Amen. It met you in a position of inactivity. Now act. Change your posture. If you remain with the same posture after light has come, nothing is going to happen. But if you adjust your posture based on the light that has come, you will shine. Amen. You will shine. I don't know if you're getting clarity here. You will shine. You will shine. I've I've said this before. Years back, we've been praying. In 2003, 17 years ago, I had written out th- teachings I was going to do on television. And then we started shooting. We, aired, we shot, that's when i mean shooting now, we're recording the messages. Okay, I sat down, we preached the messages, preached them, part one, part two, preached them, recorded them. And then, waited. Nothing was happening. You know how you are you feel you are ready, but everything around you has not agreed that you are ready. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we went ahead and kept doing other things that we were doing. But we kept praying and kept praying and just doing our own part. Then one day I had a vision. I've shared this before. Towards 2008 to 2009 or thereabout. And in the vision, I saw a big shoe. The shoe was like the size of a bucket. I've never seen that kind of shoe in my life. And then I heard a voice say to me, put your leg in the shoe. I said, that shoe is not my size. The voice said the second time to me, put your leg in the shoe. I said, it's not my size. The third time, it, it dawned on me that that was The Spirit of God talking to me, so I put my leg in the shoe, and dramatically, I just became big and became the size of the shoe. That's all that happened in the vision. But you know how um, spiritual things are, all right? Uh, Spiritual things, uh, the Holy Ghost, the interpretation of what you have seen is complete in your spirit. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So when that happened. my heart was enlarged. All I knew was that I was ready for television. Amen. And let me tell you what happened. The moment, the same thing I did in 2003, and I said, we need uh, someone that is going to help us record, um, um, do professional camera handling, blah, blah, blah. We got a guy. Da, 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 da. As we were preparing for that shooting, the same thing I taught in 2003. The same messages. I taught them again. Amen. In 2009, we shot um, exercising Your Spirit. Uh, um, Spirit of Faith. Da, da, da. I taught them again. Taught them again 2009. And while I was teaching, a guy showed up. He met us through someone. He said, a new television station is just coming to town. Would you like to be on it? I said... How much? He mentioned it. I said no. He said it was coming from Lagos. I said that's Lagos price. How much here? (laughs) You know. So we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, why was the station coming at that time? Everything was in place. Are you understanding me? Everything. Now, so I could arise because light had come. The light that came to me was that I've entered my big shoe moment. Amen. Amen. That that thing that I couldn't do before now, I can do it. Amen. That's not light that has come. That means God has given me light about that particular thing. But it took years. Are you listening to me? It took years, it took a while. But I understood it. I understood it. So I'm saying to you that as you are listening in this service, light will come to you. Amen. And as you interact with the light of God's word in scripture, sometimes you're praying, you're reading your Bible, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're listening to messages, then light will come. If that light doesn't come, you cannot arise. If you change your posture without light, you will just collapse. You will even enjoy yourself further. Are you listening to me? That's why a lot of believers sometimes attempt to... See, that. we call it corresponding action. We call it corresponding action. What does it mean? I use... I am Acts chapter 14 verse 7 to explain it. In Acts 14 7, Paul came to a place from verse 7 down to 10. Paul came to a place Lystra to preach the gospel. And there they preached the gospel. Alright? And there they preached the gospel. Verse 8. Alright? He now said next verse. And there sat a certain man at Lystra impotent in his feet. The man was crippled from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had, Paul was steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. How did faith to be healed come to the man? Through what Paul was preaching, light came into his heart. Amen. Did you get that? Light came into his heart. Then what happened in verse 10? He said with Paul said with a loud voice, stand upright, that's arise. Everybody say arise. Stand upright on your feet. And what happened? And he leaped and walked. Let me say this to you. If he tried to leap and walk before the message, he would have injured himself. Are you listening to me? Are you getting what I'm saying? If he had tried... Now, he couldn't walk before. Even when he came for the meeting, he could not still walk. So, let's suppose before Paul started preaching, he attempted to stand up and leap, to leap and walk. He would crash. A lot of believers are attempting to arise when light has not come. They are attempting to act. They want to start the project when light has not come. Revelation has not come. And then the one that says, "Eh, I don't know all all my things are always bent. All your things are bent because your things are never happening with lights. Now, for the case of this man, the man didn't have wisdom to arise. So Paul I have to instruct him as the Holy Ghost instructed some of you. Light has come. Arise. Amen. Go and do it now. Go and do it now. That's why sometimes a prophetic word will come. We'll be in a service and then we'll tell somebody, Hey, that thing that you went to do yesterday and the door was closed, go today and do it. What we're telling you is to arise. Hallelujah. Because light has come. When light comes, (laughs) things are arranged for you. Are you get what I'm saying? It means that, I don't know how to put it, time and chance have aligned for you. Are we together? i give you another illustration in Luke chapter 5. That Jesus used the boat of Peter to, um, to, to preach. And Peter had been on that boat and toiled all night and he didn't catch anything. Then Jesus said, now, let down your nets. That's arise. Amen. Are we together? Because he had been hearing Jesus as he was sitting down there, waiting for them to collect to collect his boat back. He was hearing God's word. Amen. Because Jesus was preaching. If you were there, Jesus preaching exactly the way I preach, exactly no difference. Amen. Exactly. Amen. So he was preaching the way you are feeling now. That's how you have felt when Jesus was preaching. Amen. You know that's exactly. How do I know? When you get to heaven, you ask him. Amen so as he was preaching faith came to simon's heart but he didn't know what to do so jesus said let down your net." that's arise amen and as he put his net what happened there was a miracle am i communicating now what if he had tried to throw his net without before jesus preached nothing was going to happen he would still catch nothing listen it's not more effort will not change your story. You didn't hear me well. I said, more effort not to not just say, No, we're going to. Is it not hustle. We will hustle in this town. <laughs> oh hustle. Oh, hustle. Oh, hustle. Listen to me. Let God put air in your hustle. <laughs> Let Him blow some breeze in your hustle. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? If not, you just uh, people will be wondering, my brother. They see you are you're working hard. He's a he's a very hard working man No. But, have you heard them say that about somebody? She is a very hard working girl. But, you work so hard, you are more in the hospital than when you are, than you are even in the bank to collect money. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Because you work yourself to death. Is the type that will be in the hospital and say, ah, Everybody came to see me in the hospital. Who is in the shop? (laughs) Yet, it's not happening as you want it to happen. I pray that the Spirit of God will bring you into a new season. In this second half. I pray that you will allow light to penetrate your heart. And I pray that the wisdom to arise will dawn on you in the name of Jesus Christ. You will arise. Stand up and take that action. So, this second half, right? What we're going to be doing in our midst here is that we'll be rising to the occasion. We'll be changing our posture to adjust to what the light has brought to us. That we will make up our minds. We are arising from, 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 from ignorance. Amen. From ignorance. What we didn't know, but now light has come. We know. Amen. We know. We now know. We arise from indolence will arise from procrastination. Don't worry, I will do it tomorrow. No, do it now. May that spirit and that sense of urgency drop in your heart. Amen. You arise and do what you're supposed to do. Glory to God. Listen, this second half, as you arise, you will shine. Amen. You will shine. Amen. Your business will shine. Amen. You will shine in your career. Amen. You will shine in your family. You will shine in your community in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. To shine means that you are visible enough not to be ignored. Amen. You are so visible you can't be ignored. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. For somebody to say you are not there, they will have to close their eyes. You know, some people are so full of hate that they become blind. You know they are put like that. They will refuse to acknowledge that God is at work in your life. Have you seen someone arguing with someone's success? Now is that one success? Imagine someone that's not happy. Is that no Bill gates? No, 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 no. That is that success. I mean, do let me do my email, but he's using Microsoft Word. So whether you deny it or not, you are a partaker of his success. So I want to announce that people will partake of your success, even if they don't like it. <laughs> the only way someone can successfully hate you is to be unreasonable. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's to be unreasonable. Imagine someone that has a beef with Donald Trump. They were in school. And then he says, just because he's president, does that mean he has succeeded? Have you been president before? Does someone become president? It is presidency for everybody. Even if he's an idiot. He has achieved so much. He has achieved what other idiots have not achieved. Are you listening to me? Yeah, even if you say he's an idiot. He has achieved what idiots are. He's a great idiot. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Live long. Live long. And I'll tell you how to live long. Beef nuts. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. You live long. Hallelujah. You live long. Live long. Others will succeed. You will succeed. Accept that. Amen. Someone's success is not a hindrance to your success. I am helping someone here. Are you listening to me? That someone got married doesn't mean you will not get married. Hello? So, some of you that you go on social media, you see someone, hey. You know, especially you're a lady, and then someone jilted you. You know, he broke your heart. Because you gave it to him. And then now, he is now married. And they are smiling. Person I call, let me use it for example. Come, it's better using it. if I use another person, you'll not agree now. Uh, <laughs> so let me see. Let me see. <laughs> this is the picture, he said. <clears throat> As you saw that picture, your day is false. Your own picture will soon happen. That they took a picture and they did like that does not stop you from getting married. How does somebody's wedding hinder your own? Hello? You know, you know, let me give an example. Have you seen a bird angry that another bird is flying? Birds are supposed to fly. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying? Bird is flying. It's flying. flying. He's flying. And the bird is crying that the other bird is flying. But Birds fly. The human beings will live. They will have children. Amen. 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 Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you see a bird flying is angry. It's <laughs> like, no, you can't be angry. Be smarter than a bird. Amen. Amen. Live long. If Jesus studies, live long so that you will see our next 20th, our 40 years anniversary. Amen. Amen. Live long. Amen. Live long. Live long. So hey, you see, people, listen, people will offend you but you have a right to decide how you respond to their offense. Are you listening to me? You choose how you respond. You will be the one to make that choice. Some of you are angry with people that don't even know you are alive. How can you be having high blood pressure for someone that doesn't know you on, on Facebook? This guy is an idiot. Do you know he's an, he's an idiot? Anytime I see him, I'm very angry. Anytime I see him, I'm very angry. The person doesn't even know you. amen glory to god he doesn't know you he doesn't even know what you are saying glory to god stop your neighbor say be happy just points your neighbor say be happy i'm talking to you Be, be, be happy now i didn't say pretend to be happy don't act happiness be happy When you want to take a picture, don't... <laughs> when you are not taking a picture, these are your normal faces. No. Hallelujah. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. Choosing to be happy is choosing to live long. Did you hear me? Yeah. There's some of you here, you're just 35. But you look like 55. Because you are 35 plus 20 years of trouble. Amen. How could you be having wrinkles at 28? What will be left of you at 40? Amen. Even as I'm saying that, you cannot even laugh. You can't even laugh now. Laugh. Laugh. Laughter is free. I've just said taxing laughter. Is there tax for Laughter laugh Amen Glory to God be happy be happy you know you live here now you cannot afford to go and buy uh, a, 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 a bottle of wine and drink and all that if it is water you can buy if it is coke or fanta when you sit down to drink it drink it with joy Stop cursing the, the noodles when you're cooking it you know this don't kill me, I will kill notice one day. <laughs> you know this don't kill me, I will kill this one day. Me and those God, when will you separate us? <laughs> no, don't eat you know, the notice like that. That's why when you are even eating in you know, order, it is end <laughs> why <laughs> it's because of the you have caused the you unknown is angry. See, eat it with love. Eat it with love let me say something to you your environment is not your problem it's how you are relating with it that is the problem be listen stop quarreling with your environment. you might not be happy that you are there but you see it's important for you to know how to respond so that you can leave that place earlier than now than than you are that than than what's the word to use now earlier than later if not, you will stay there. You come back, you hate your house, you kick the door. Back in this house. <laughs> you see, you will not go. <laughs> but you come back today, your attitude is different. Father, I thank you that I have a house I'm staying in. I thank you that I have a room I can put my head in. You have better plans for me. My path is as the shining light. It will shine brighter and brighter. It's learning how to relate that way. Some of you, are you desire friends, new friends, new networks. What have you done with the ones you have? All my friends are mumu. All of them are mumu. Then you pray. Oh no, give me a new friend. Oh my no, give me. What have you done with the friends you have? Listen, if you don't honor the relationships God has given you, you won't have more. So there are relationships. Honor them. Honor the relationships you have. Honor it. Thank God that you have a neighbor that you can go and collect souls from. Do you know that my neighbor? The only thing he can ever give you is salt. <laughs> he can never give you ten naira. Only salt. Thank God there's a neighbor that gives you salt. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank you. As we're lifted, as our hands are lifted, let the burdens on your shoulder be lifted. Let the troubles of your heart roll away. Let the peace of God flood your hearts. Everything that has cost you pain, I minister life to you right now. I minister healing and wholeness to you. Be healed within your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that has been a struggle in your heart, let it be broken right now. I pray for that release to come from within you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That this second half, you will not pretend to be happy. You'll be truly happy. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And let the people of God say, it loud amen. amen. Say, it loud amen. amen. Glory to God. Was this helpful to you? Heads bowed. You want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Salvation brings to you righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy is something deeper than happiness. There is happiness in joy, but joy is more than happiness. And only God can give joy. If you're here, you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I would love to pray with you. Lift your hand where you are. If you're listening on live stream you could do the same you're inside this hall just lift your hand where you are and pray the salvation prayer with you i see the hand god bless you just let me see it above your head just your hand above your head just put